Howdy, folks. Widget Walls from needcoffee.com here. Back again for another Way Home review. Here's how it works for the uninitiated. I have just left the cinema, which is over there somewhere, and uh, I have seen a film, which I'm going to now tell you about, on my way home, because it just saves time that way, and it's none of that, you know, typing and editing and stuff. Well, editing the typing. And today, we're here to talk about Tomorrowland. Okay, so, Tomorrowland, synopsis. Uh, have you ever wondered why things are the way they are, and perhaps most importantly, where your jetpack is. I wonder this all the time, quite frankly, and uh, this film endeavors to provide at least some modicum of an explanation. <clears throat> and basically, you, I think, I'm not giving any spoilers by saying this from the trailer, that basically you have, um, you have a place where the greatest minds and uh, geniuses and whatnots of the world can go and basically tinker trying to make the world a better place. And apparently everything seemed to be going along fine until it wasn't. And that is the gist of the film, that something has gone horribly wrong and they are looking for someone to fix it which could, could now, be Casey, our heroine, who um, comes into the film through the general, you know, kind of selected for the great quest type of thing. Uh, I'm sure if you wanted to, you could write, uh, you know, an entire essay about how this conforms to Campbell's Hero with a Thousand Faces, but we won't do that here because I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. The important thing is <clears throat> that she is set up to go on this quest to find the titular Tomorrowland and perhaps save it and perhaps thus save us all. That's your synopsis, I guess. Okay, so. It only makes sense that you would have Disney trying to make a Tomorrowland film. Because if you think about it, they had great success with the first Pirates of the Caribbean film. And like the first Pirates film, I, like pretty much all of you, probably said they're doing, they're turning what into a film? Which goes into the entire, you know, part of the law of relative development that every magazine article, every breakfast cereal, every toy, um, you know, is, is basically in development somewhere as a film. And if you doubt that, then the example I always use is there is a Super Soakers film somewhere in development. I'm not making that up. So, but just like the first teaser was very smart in that it basically just said, um, if I remember correctly, uh, Gore Verbinski, Johnny Depp, jo Jeffrey Rush, uh, and I think there were a couple other names that threw up there, and it just basically said Pirates of the Caribbean. I said, okay, I'm in, I'm in for that. And it turned out fairly well. Granted, it's given us, I think about, so far about 11 films in the franchise, of which none of them came even close to touching the first film. But we did get that one good first film, and I think that was worthwhile. Flash forward to just about now, when they announced they're gonna do a Tomorrowland film. 
same thing. Tomorrowland, really? What? And then you find out that Brad Bird is directing it. Brad Bird, who not only did the best Fantastic Four movie we've had to date, but uh, basically saved the Mission Impossible franchise from ruin. Uh, basically giving us... When was the first time that a fourth movie in a franchise was actually the best one? When has that happened? I can't think of another example. So, once Brad Bird comes on board, then again, you've got my interest. And, you know, you've got the trailers and the teasers and whatnot, which, at first glance, you think, well, they're giving away a lot, but really, there's a lot left to be given away over the course of the film, which I rather enjoyed. Um, as far as the story itself, I think they did a very good job of taking... I mean, at least with pirates, you have a ride that you can go through, right? There is at least some degree of narrative there. There are things that you can call on, you know, like like the dog and whatnot, that, that you can at least go, yes, I remember that from the ride. Tomorrowland is a part of a park. So it's pretty much wide open as to what you do with that concept. And uh, Brad Bird uh, did a really good job of, of coming up with something that actually makes sense and conforms to the name, uh, and got a really good cast. You've got uh, George Clooney, who I think is channeling Cary Grant a la Father Goose, the completely exasperated and crotchety older gentleman who um, is stuck with, with kids on an adventure, basically. Um, he is there and obviously having a good time. And you've got Hugh Laurie is there as well, and it's always nice to see him. Um, but I will say that Casey, who is the aforementioned heroine, uh, who appears in the trailer, um, the, the actress playing her, Britt Robertson, I think, I don't do any research for this, you know that, um, she's actually quite good. And uh, there's another character who makes no appearance in the trailers by the name of Athena, and the young lady playing her is freaking excellent. And I can't go into specifically why I think so, because that would be spoilerish. Because they don't... she's not in the trailer. But you'll meet her soon enough if you go see the film. <clears throat> now, as far as... so you got a good cast, you got a good concept. But I think the thing that I like most of all about Tomorrowland, which we did see on IMAX because we like big things and our sight's failing because we're old. But the thing I liked most about it was that in, you know, having just seen Fury Road and being a big fan of post-apocalyptic and dystopian fiction and films and whatnot, it is nice every once in a while to get a jolt of what could be considered optimistic science fiction. And there's not a lot of that because generally, you know, you've got uh, all roads seem to lead to zombies or Skynet or zombie Skynet, or something bad. Everything leads to something bad. So the idea that you could fix things, that you could turn things around, that there's a prayer of doing that, is nice, even if my black and cynical heart thinks, you know, at its core, that it's truly fictional in that case. But it's nice to get, a, you know, a dose of that every once in a while, lest we, you know, all use the full-on Socratic method, and by that I mean swallowing poison. So, uh, you know, that I think was the part that I liked the most, and it did that without being, I mean, let's, let's not say it wasn't covert, as in, you know, uh, 
it it made no bones about what it was doing, I'll put it that way, but it didn't do it in such a way that it became annoying or it strayed over into being preachy. I didn't think so. I thought it, it came, you know, it didn't even come completely up to the edge. It made what was going on a part of the universe that it was creating and a part of the plot uh, as to why things were happening and, you know, what could or could not be done about it. <clears throat> now, it's not a perfect film. Uh, it is a fun summer film, not a perfect film. There were some things towards the end that felt a little rushed. Um, it felt like it could have used a little bit more time to flesh things out and make certain, shall we say, relationships between uh, some of the adult characters make a bit more sense. I think that's the best way to put it without spoiling anything. Um, so that felt like it could have used something. Uh, I was willing to go with what they did as far as, you know, who's bad and who's good and why and whatnot and the relationships that led up to that. I was willing to go with it because I was enjoying myself. Uh, but still at the same time, I had that sort of tickle at the back of my head, which went, mm hmm? So uh, I think, yes, definitely it is fun. It is a good science fiction, a, a nice optimistic science fiction romp. I think it, I think it qualifies as slightly rompish, yes. And, um, you know, it's good. We saw an IMAX. I don't necessarily think the IMAX is necessary. There were some shots where it was really good to see something uh, as big as a billboard, but not as necessary as, say, Fury Road would have been to see on IMAX, and no, I will never stop complaining about that. So, I think cup-wise, for Tomorrowland, I would say it is a solid four out of five for... Um, you know, a nice action-y, adventure-y, science fiction feel with a good cast and, um, you know, coming from, again, coming from basically, here, Brad, here's the name of a part of a park, run with it. And he ran with it and more power to him. Um, so I had a good time and I had a really good time, which means that to me, it's, you know, it's an even better film for summer because summery films are supposed to be fun and good and whatnot. So, uh, I don't know what whatnot means in that sentence. I just threw it in because I needed a third thing. So, uh, four out of five cups, I would say see it on the big screen. Um, if you are completely hurting for coin, then, uh, you know, save it and wait. But I, I think if you enjoy science fiction or George Clooney or Brad Bird, then you would do well to see it on the big screen. I think that's pretty much it for Tomorrowland. Um, I don't know what comes next, if the sequel is, like, just like with, uh, you know, Westworld became Future World is the sequel to Tomorrowland, Frontierland, and they go back in time and meet Davy Crockett, you know, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier. I don't know if that's gonna happen or not, but it amuses me to think about it. So, uh, I think that does it for another Way Home Review. Thanks so much for watching. Uh, if you do enjoy these, then please come check out more of our madness on needcoffee.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. We'll see you next time on the Way Home Reviews. Bye. So, so one last thing as was pointed out by my camera wrangler, Cosette. Uh, yes, this is actually a good family film. 
yes, there's some profanity and some scary robots and whatnot. I think it's probably PG-13, but who cares? Your kids see worse than that on uh, certain shows on AMC if they're watching those, and they probably shouldn't be, but regardless. Um, I think it's good for families because it's optimistic and it speaks to the dreamers in all of us. Uh, you know, lovers, the dreamers in me. So uh, definitely take the family out to see it, even though if you do have a family, uh, it'll probably cost you about 60 bucks to see it, but I think you'll find it worthwhile. So there you go.